Good morning. Happy Easter. It's awesome to be with you all this morning. I'm just going to make one request as you're with us this morning. Just turn it up. Turn up that volume a little bit more than you want to and uh, worship with us this morning. It's a glorious day. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn till I met you. I was breathing, but together at home come on because now your mercy has saved my soul and now your freedom is all that i know the old may knew the old may knew jesus jesus when i met you when you call Call my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day. Call my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness. join him this morning as we worship him. Uh, we have a great hope in Jesus this morning for what he did on the cross for us. We're going to sing about that now. He's our living hope.
How great the chasm that lay between us And how high the mountain I could not climb In desperation And I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished and the end is written in jesus christ my living hope who could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the god of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross the cross has spoken and i am forgiven the king of kings calls me his own beautiful savior i'm yours forever in jesus christ my living Sing hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free, hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain, there's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope, sing hallelujah, hallelujah.
are our living home. Yes, you are our living all know this song at home let's just sing this out there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me Jesus no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, say come after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow, there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. sense his presence maybe you've never just even reached out to call upon his name i just pray that this easter this morning be that morning that you just realize that you're nothing without him that he is everything and you need him in your life this morning thank you lord for this morning thank you jesus for the cross thank you jesus for seeking us out lord and each one each person is important to you lord you love them it's because of them that you went to the cross. Because of me, you went to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're a loving Father, and we are so grateful, Lord, this morning for all that you do. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone, and we welcome you to Morning Star Fellowship this morning. We are celebrating the risen Savior today, and we are so glad that you have joined us. We're going to take our offering in just a few minutes, and today I want to make sure that you realize everything you give to Morningstar Fellowship today is going to go through us. We're giving to two separate organizations, and you'll see that coming up, but we're giving to something that we believe in today. As we uh, sacrificially give to him, we believe that God honors a cheerful giver. So today I pray that as you give, you just Look to the Lord and ask him, what is your part today? Let's just pray. Father, we lift up your name. Father, we are thankful for your son, Jesus, and we are so grateful for Easter, for he has risen indeed. And so, God, we come before you now, giving to you what, we, what you have given us. And, Father, we thank you for the miracle of that. In Jesus' name, amen.
This is Hal Donaldson of Convoy of Hope, and I wanted to give you an update on our response to the coronavirus. As you know, our disaster relief teams have responded to hundreds of disasters and crises across the United States and around the world. But this is a crisis unlike any other because of its pandemic magnitude. We're fielding urgent requests for truckloads of food and supplies from all over the country. But please know this, that we're going to do all we can to make sure that the basic needs of children and their families are met in some of the hardest hit areas of our nation. Like you, we're especially concerned for children right now. Children who, because of school closures, will no longer have access to their school lunch programs. We're also concerned for the elderly who are facing even higher risk right now. And we're concerned for the millions of citizens who are in jeopardy of losing their only source of income because businesses are closing. That's compounded by the fact that many stores are short of supplies and their shelves are bare. In response, Convoy of Hope, with your help, has begun the deployment of 50 tractor trailers filled with food and supplies to communities all over the nation. That will provide immediate help to more than 80,000 people. But we all know that much more is needed. As you can imagine, even our major providers of food and water and supplies are being stretched to meet public demand. But because of our long-standing partnership with these corporations, they've agreed to sell us product at below wholesale prices. So with your help, we're going to continue working hard to get food and supplies to those who need it most. Rest assured, we're going to get through this, but we're going to do it together. So please know anything you can give right now will help us deliver truckloads of food and other basic necessities to people with real needs. You can give online at convoyofhope.org or by sending your contribution to Convoy of Hope, P.O. Box 1125, Springfield, Missouri, 65801. Again, Convoy of Hope, P.O. Box 1125, Springfield, Missouri, 65801. Thank you again for your trust. Thank you so much for caring and giving, and God bless you.
Good morning, everyone, and happy Easter to you. We are so glad that you are joining us this morning as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I promise this week I won't take your chocolate chip pancakes. However, if you do have a bowl of Lucky Charm cereal, I'll definitely take that bowl. Here are just a couple announcements for you for this week. First and foremost, if you are a first-time guest joining us online, we are so glad that you are with us. We want to get connected with you, though. It, and there are two ways that you can get connected. First and foremost, you can leave a comment in our Facebook page. Uh, while you're watching this video, just leave your name and your email or the best way we can get in contact with you. Or you can text the word GUEST to the number below on this screen. We are now going to continue our worship with our tithe and offering. And here at Morningstar Fellowship, we give to the Lord cheerfully. And this Easter, like every other Easter, this year's tithe and offering, we are giving it all away. This year, we are giving it to Convoy of Hope. And we are giving to Gil and Doffy. And so we ask that you prayerfully consider what God has laid on your heart to give to these uh, missionaries. And there are three ways you can give. Number one is you can either send in your money via uh, mail, or you can give through the website or through the app, or you can text your giving to the number below here on the screen. Just as a reminder, every morning at 8 a.m. on our Facebook page, we are doing morning devotionals. And so if you want to get connected with that, go to, our go to your Facebook, search in the search bar, Morningstar Fellowship of Quakertown, like our page, and every morning at 8 a.m. you will get a notification when we go live as we continue going through God's Word. I personally want to thank everyone who has given their time, resources, and, and financial giving to help those during this COVID-19 crisis. It's amazing to see how God's body is uniting together to be lights in this dark world right now. And again, you know who you are out there. You know what you've done. God knows what you've done. And so we just want to thank you. And again, for reaching those in a dark time like this. And here's Pastor John in our series, Empty Promises. Well, good morning. Here we are. How many have found out that there's so much news taking place, overloaded with news every day? In, in the season that we're in, COVID-19, there is a White House news briefing, and, and they want to fill us in every day, tell us what to do, not to do. It's news over and over again. It's on overload. I'm going to tell you most of it's Bad news, just more bad news and more bad news. Well, today is good news. It's Easter. Jesus has risen from the dead. He is alive. It's all good news. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty. It's good news. And that changes everything during Jesus' earthly life. When you look at his life and his teachings, he said some really outrageous things in his life. I'm going to use a few of those in just a moment. But I'm going to get right into it. After his first temple cleansing, he says really this first outrageous thing. This is what he says in John chapter 2, verse 19. Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Destroy this temple, talking about himself, his body, and in three days I will raise it up. That's outrageous. And so this morning, we're going to look at two very important questions. First of all, what does the resurrection of Jesus mean? And why does, the second question, the resurrection of Jesus Christ matter to me? What does the resurrection of Jesus mean? And why does the resurrection of Jesus matter to me? I want you to ask yourself those two questions as we go through the sermon this morning. We, hopefully, you have access to the outline, and you can download the outline. But follow along and ask yourself these two questions. The resurrection of Jesus 
is an historical fact. There's historical evidence, there's scientific evidence, there's archaeological evidence. The whole city of Jerusalem knew about it. Over 500 people at one time heard him, saw him. There are at least 15 historical references to people meeting Jesus, touching Jesus, talking with Jesus. The whole Roman Empire eventually knew about it. And so those two big questions, what does the resurrection of Jesus mean, and why does the resurrection of Jesus matter to me? And so I'm going to ask you to do this at home, if you would, please. And uh, when I speak, uh, I do this every time. So take out your Bible or your, your app and stand with me. And I do this because we're going to God's Word. And what we're doing for the next few moments is not a speech, it's not a talk. We're going to the Word of God, and we believe it's holy, it's inspired, and we want to receive the truth that God has for us, and we need to prepare our spirits to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to say through the Holy Word of God, and He wants to say some things to you today, this Easter Sunday, 2020. So say it with me. Let's say it together. Let's receive what the Lord has. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. When I read and hear the word, faith comes to my spirit. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God, and it will change my life. I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. You look at that. So we look at these questions today. What does the resurrection mean? What does the resurrection mean? Jesus is who he claimed to be. He is who he claimed to be. We look at John eleven twenty five. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. As I said, Jesus made some outrageous claims. He said things like, I am greater than the temple, I am greater than the Sabbath, I am greater than Moses, I am God, I'm perfect, I'm the only way to heaven, I'm the Savior of the world. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. He's going to live. A lot of people try to make Jesus a good teacher. But a good teacher would never say those kind of things. I could teach a good moral truth and biblical truth. Some people might say, well, you know, he's a good teacher. But if I started calling myself God, you wouldn't think I was so good anymore. Jesus is either who he said he was or he's the biggest liar who ever lived. He said, I am God, and what I'm going to do is going to validate who I am. He says, John, here in 14, 6, and I think when I think about some of my favorite scriptures, this probably is one of my favorite scriptures right here. Jesus said, it was the night that he was with his disciples and they had the Passover meal, the Last Supper. They took communion together for the first time and he was sharing with them and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Through me. So I want you to, if you're at home Really take note of that or circle that if you're taking notes. I am the, the way. He didn't say I'm one of the ways. He didn't say all roads lead to heaven. He said I am the way. I am the way. You want know, you think about that. And we have trouble with that as human beings. We struggle with that. We want to say there's many ways to God and all roads lead to heaven. But uh, we all have cell phones nowadays. I have a cell phone. I have a cell phone number. With that number, you can reach me. If you want to talk to me, connect with me, you can call me on my cell phone. No other number works for me except my number. Now, Teresa, my wife, she has a very, very close number. The same number as me except the last digit is different. Now, you may call her number. It's almost like my number. You're not going to get me. You're going to get Teresa. If you want to get a hold of me, there's only one number that works to get a hold of me. This is the number my cell phone number. We all understand that in life, but we kind of struggle with that when we talk about Jesus and the Son of God. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way to God, the truth of God. I am the very 
life of God. Also, we see, he said, and he claims he has the power he claimed to have. He has the power he claimed to have. Verse 18 of Matthew 28, where it says, Jesus has the power he claimed to have. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Because he's God, he can do everything God can do. He said, no one in John 10, 18 takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to raise it up again. No force on earth could keep Jesus in the tomb. He gave us life on the cross to the Romans. He was killed. They put him in a tomb in a cave with a huge stone rolled in front with an official Roman seal and about a dozen guards posted there around the clock. And Jesus said, in essence, I am the king of the kingdom. You can't stop this. You can't keep a good man down. Hallelujah. As I thought about that, some of you may remember this, but I went back years ago, to a song years ago by a woman named Sandy Patty with a powerful voice. And she had one song, they could not. They could not. Though they tried, they could not. So finally upon a rugged cross, they killed a man who would not suffer loss. And when at last they took what willingly he gave, he died but they could not keep him in the grave. They could not. Praise God, they could not. The tomb is empty, amen? Jesus does what he promises to do. Mark 10, 34. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. See, the cross was all a part of God's plan. God has a plan. What's taking place today, the season that we're in right now, God has a plan. He isn't scratching his head. He isn't wringing his hands. He's not pacing back and forth in heaven. He has a plan, and it's all going to come to pass, and he's going to use this for our good and his glory and his honor. And I love it when a plan comes together. Now, we've had a plan. God gave us a burden and a vision and a heart that we're going to plant a second campus in Pittsburgh, and the plan was today's the day it's going to open up, and because of the season that we're in and COVID-19, it's not taking place today, but God still has a plan. That's going to open up, amen? I love it when a plan comes together. That building is almost ready. The ministry teams are almost ready, and a month or so, we're going to open up. It's going to take place, God's plans coming together. You see, this wasn't a surprise. Jesus is intentional. Man, you talk about blowing people's minds. The Jewish leaders had arrested Jesus. The Romans beat him and crucified him. Jesus died before thousands of witnesses. He's in the tomb for three days. And he rises again, and he's up and he's out walking around. We see in Matthew 28, we see in Luke 24, the women come to the tomb, but the angel says, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come see the place where he lay. And this is what it means because Jesus, he rose from the dead. He is who he said he was. He has the power he said he had. He kept the promises he made. So here's the other question. What difference does it make to me? And I want to say, this is news you can use. We're flooded with all this other news. This is news you can use. Why does the resurrection matter to me? First of all, my past can be forgiven. That's good news right there. We all think about that. Do you wish you could get a do-over, a start-over in your life with a clean slate? This is a true story. The pastor received an email that read, I'm 31 years old and divorced. I feel badly like I have no hope for my future. Often I go home and cry, but there's no one holding me when I cry. Nobody cares. Nothing changes, and I continue to fail. I'm stressed out emotionally. I feel I'm on the verge of collapse. Something is very wrong. I feel so hurt, so embittered that I can scarcely react or relate to others anymore. I feel as if I'm going to have to sit out the rest of my life in the penalty box. 
I think there's too many people like this. They can't get on with the present and have a future because they're weighted down by the past. Weighted down with guilt and shame and regrets and carrying emotional baggage. Can you picture this? What if you had to carry a heavy rock around with you everywhere you went? You're trying to carry the rock and get the keys for the car out and open the car door. Carry a rock and open the door to your house. You're carrying a rock and you've got to try to carry the groceries. Carrying a rock, life isn't going to work that way. It doesn't work. You can't do it. So how do we let the weight go? I want you to know you can let the weight go today. The regret, the shame, the guilt. You want that do-over? You can let that weight go today. Here's how we can do it. Colossians 2.14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he, Jesus, has taken out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Taking it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Jesus paid for my sin, paid for my guilt, paid for my shame, paid for my burden, paid for my weight. He nailed it to the cross so I can quit nailing myself to the cross. Jesus wants to forgive you today. He wants to cancel every debt you owe today, all of your hurts, all of your habits, all of your hang-ups. He wants to cancel them all. How long do you remember? I want to ask you this, a bill that you paid. You pay a bill, how long do you remember that bill? You forget about it. Come on, say it with me. Forget about it. Forget about it. You forget about that bill. Once I paid it, I forget about it. And once God forgives you, you forget about it. Romans 8, 1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Some of you are going to remember, I remember this game. You're old enough. This is old school right here. There's no gaming here. There's no, this is it right here. This is not, you know, this is not warfare. This is not fast and fury. This is, this is etch-a-sketch, old school stuff. And you could turn the knobs, no batteries required, and it makes lines, and you could build houses, and you could try to draw people's faces and scenes, and, oh, I messed up. I don't like that. That's not good. And what do you do if you want to start over again? Now, I've kind of quickly put a cross up there. What do you want to do? You want to start over again? You just shake it, and it's wiped away. Clean slate, you get a do-over. That's what we're talking about today with these verses. This is God's etch-a-sketch. You get a clean slate, you get a do-over. Jesus says, I want you to walk away from this to know. I want you to walk away from this today knowing, knowing that you can know everything you've done wrong is forgiven. No condemnation in Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. He wants to give you a new beginning. I want you to know today, he didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. He came to rub it out. And when it feels like everybody else is walking out of your life. Jesus is walking out of the empty tomb, and he's walking right into your life today. Thank you, Lord. He wants to give you a clear conscience, news you can use. My present problems can be managed. Some of you got problems going on today. Some of you may be out of work today. Finances are stressed today. It seems like what's going on is unmanageable. Whoever thought our world as we know it could be shut down, it's beyond our control. And I don't have all the answers for this right now, but you know what? Someone told me that's the beginning of maturity when you figure out you don't have all the answers. Maturity is when you realize that you can't manage all that life is going to throw at you. There's an old saying that says, God will never give you more than you can handle. I want to tell you right now, that's not true. It's not true. Oh, people want to say sometimes, oh, I'm having a hard time. I'm being stretched. This is difficult. This is hard. And yeah, life can be. And somebody wants to encourage you, remember, God won't give you more than you can handle. I'm going to tell you, yes, he will. That's why when life gets hard, we need to kneel in prayer and connect with him. Because it's too hard for me. It's too big for me. It's out of control. I can't handle it. But I know the one who has control and can handle all these things. 
His name is Jesus. Connect with God who's in control. You'll hear it all the time. Maybe you used to say it. My life is out of control. I feel powerless to change the situation. I feel powerless to break a bad habit. I feel powerless to save a relationship. I feel powerless to get out of debt. If this is you, what you need is a power that is greater than yourself. You've never, ever were meant to live this life on your own power. God wants to give you a relationship. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to have his power today. Ephesians 1.19 and verse 20 says through the words of the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. That same power that enabled Jesus to walk out of the tomb and rise from the dead will enable you to rise from your problems this very day. Easter 2020 can be your resurrection day. Oh, I've been saying that lately. You can't stop this. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. No matter how difficult your situation, no matter how trapped you feel right now, no matter how hopeless it looks, God is saying to you, don't give up. It's not over. No problem is too big for God. The tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. All things are possible to those that believe. And then number three, my future. This is what's so important. My future is secure. There are several certainties in life. You've heard this old saying, yeah, death and taxes. Those are certainties in life, death and taxes. Death is 100% guaranteed. Everyone will die. You're going to die. I'm going to die one day. It'd be foolish to go all the way through life unprepared for something that you know is going to happen. It's inevitable. It's going to take place. Why go through life unprepared for the inevitable? It doesn't make sense. People don't like to talk about death. They get uncomfortable when we talk about death. Invite your friends over sometimes. Have some pie and coffee and say, hey, let's talk about death. How do you think that's going to go over? Yeah, I like the pie. I like the coffee. Talk about death. I, I don't know. See what happens. But death is inevitable. So let's talk about it. Some children were asked to write about what they believed about death. Gilda, age eight, said, when you die... They put you in a box and bury you in the ground because you don't look so good. Stephanie, age nine, said, doctors help you so you won't die until you pay their bill. Marcia, age nine, said, when you die, you don't have to do homework in heaven unless your teacher is there also. Raymond, age 10, said, a good doctor can help you so you won't die. A bad doctor sends you to heaven. The fact is, we all want to know what's going to happen after I die. Where are you going to spend eternity? I want you to think about it, and it's real. You're going to spend more time on that side of eternity than this side of eternity. So here's just a little bit of what God's Word has to say about this place called heaven, that Jesus rose from the grave. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. And he says, I want you to spend forever with me in this place called heaven that I'm preparing for you. Heaven's a perfect place. Total love, total joy, total perfection, no sin, no mistakes, no evil, no envy, no insecurity, no disappointments, no unmet expectations, no second guessing, no jealousy, no unforgiveness, no sickness, no pain, no death, you get the idea, heaven. In order to get into heaven, you have to be perfect because heaven is a perfect place. Only perfection can get into heaven and exist in heaven. Well, see, that's a problem for all of us right there. Perfect place, only perfect people go to heaven. If I'd ask you right now, how many perfect people do we have out there? And I don't think anybody's going to raise their hand on that one. And so how am I going to get to heaven? Well, we can do the earn plan. 
But the thing is, I'm already disqualified because I can't earn my way to heaven. I can try and I can try, and I've tried not to do many things in life. The harder I've tried not to do some things, I find myself doing those things I've tried hard not to do in this life. And I'm disqualified because we all, and I have this sin problem, I'm not perfect. I was born with sin. I've committed sin over and over again. So none of us can qualify for the earn a plan. So I'm thankful that God has a plan that works. He always has a plan. I say, God has a plan. God has a plan that works. And it's Jesus Christ where he said, and I used this verse earlier, John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes into the Father except through me. There's only one number that works, only one name that works, only one way that works. John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. 1 Peter 1, 3, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. He gives us this living hope, and this hope means I don't have to fear death that's coming my way. You don't have to fear death anymore. You're not ready to live, someone said, until you're ready to die. Are you ready? In this life of uncertainty, we have a security that can only come and comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, your future can be secure and is secure in Jesus Christ. Easter's not another holiday. Easter is a holy day that can forever change the course of your life. I saw a little bit of Jesse Waters last night on TV, and he goes out on the street, and he asks people questions, and his question on the street recently was, um, what's Easter all about? What is Easter? About a half a dozen people or more, not one person got it right. There were answers like, well, isn't this where Jesus came from above up there somewhere? He says, what about Good Friday? And one person goes, well, I can't talk about Good Friday because I don't go shopping on that day. No, not Black Friday, Good Friday. Uh, you know, uh, they were stumped. They really didn't know. One guy thought, well, isn't that the second time he rose again? No, Jesse had to say it was the first time, not the second time. And so a lot of confusion. Jesus made a promise. He says, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. He said, because I live, you can live also. More than anything else here, we want you to have the life of Jesus Christ. As I close, I want to share this story. It's a true story about a college graduate named Bill. True story. I read it years ago. Bill came from not a wealthy family, a very, very, very wealthy family, an elite family. And as he was preparing to graduate from college, his father wanted to get him a number of things, but one thing, a very special, special gift for graduating college. It was a brand new car. And so for months, they had shopped and shopped and searched and looked. And finally, several weeks before college graduation, Bill and his father had found what Bill thought was the perfect automobile. It was red, shiny, sleek, and fast. This was his car. He wanted that car. And then on the eve of his college graduation, his father handed him a gift-wrapped Bible. And when Bill saw that gift-wrapped Bible, he took that Bible from his father, and as he saw what he thought was his gift, he took that Bible, and he threw it down in anger. As I said, Bill comes from a very, 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 very wealthy family, and he was probably pampered and spoiled, but he threw that Bible down walked out of the room, and he never saw his father again until he received news of his father's death. And so he came back home, and he was going through the things that his father left to him for him to inherit. And sure enough, there was that gift-wrapped Bible. And he dusted off that Bible, 
and he opened it up for the very first time. And when he opened that Bible, he discovered a cashier's check in the exact amount for the car that he wanted, that him and his father had picked out. As I read that story years ago, and I thought about that story again the other day, I thought this. I wonder how many people in this world have done the very same thing to God. They literally have discarded and thrown away the promises of God because they were just too hard to believe. Or maybe like the saying says, if it's too good to be true, maybe it is. Don't do that today. Don't discard what you're having trouble in the natural believing. Don't throw away the promises of God that are here for you this morning. Don't discard what you think is too good to be true. Jesus is who he says he is, and he did what he said he would do. He rose again, walked out of that tomb to have a relationship with you today. He wants you to know the freedom that only he can bring into your life. So right now, I believe the Holy Spirit speaking to some people there. This is a serious moment. It's a life-changing moment, altering your future forever. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, what keeps you from the promises of God? It's only you. Will you believe and receive, or will you reject and ignore this great promise? How do you believe? The Bible tells us a simple act of faith. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. You have to believe here, not just here, but here. And God's all about speaking out loud because we hear ourselves, we agree with what we're believing here, and there's power in our words. That's a whole other teaching. But also, I'm going to tell you the enemy, Satan, who wants to keep you in your sin, in your guilt, in your shame, in your bondage, doesn't want you to come into the freedom that Christ has for you. He needs to hear you confess and declare Jesus Christ as Lord for His power to be broken in your life today. Pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. Repeat after me right there. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for having a plan, the perfect plan of salvation. I ask you now to forgive me. Take away my guilt, my shame, my sin, my insecurity, my hurt, my pain, my arrogance. Take it away, Lord. I ask you, Jesus, the great gift from God the Father. I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. Come into my life now. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. Easter 2020 is my coming out party. I'm receiving the good news. Jesus is alive for me. Amen. 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 Let's rejoice together. Jesus is alive and he changes everything. Worship team, would you come?
to reveal the kingdom's coming and to reconcile the lost to redeem the whole creation you did not despise the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this was our salvation Jesus for us sake you died Sing it with me, let's go Praise the Father Praise the Son Praise the Spirit Three in one God of glory Majesty Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all would come, till the Father were restored. And the church of Christ was born, and the Spirit lit the flame. Shall not kneel, shall not faint By His blood and in His name In His freedom I am free For the love of Jesus Christ Who has resurrected me this morning that you were able to join us online and if you made a confession of Jesus just let us know poke us reach out to us let us know that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord as your Savior as your King because he is a King of all Kings and so Lord thank you again for this morning Lord we worship you we continue to worship you this day Lord I pray that we'd reach out to those lost family members Lord who just need to hear a little bit of hope Lord let us be the light that shines forth in this dark time and Lord, let you get all the glory in our lives. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for all good things come from you. It's in your name we pray this morning. And all God's children said, amen. Happy Easter. God bless.